This is the Growing Eternity Podcast with Mara and Jim, where we talk about the Judeo-Christian mystic traditions of spending time with God in eternity, interpreting dreams, and meeting anonymously. We have reformatted these traditions as modern practices grounded both in sacred scripture and behavioral science. Join us as we talk about Two Minutes in Eternity, Dreaming Once, Interpreting Twice, and Growing Eternity Anonymously. Hey! Hey! It worked. <laughs> yeah, at some, point, <laughs> at some point we'll stop being surprised that this works. <laughs> well, I'll tell you why. I'm not a techie like you are, and um, I have, you know, two two ports, or not two ports, but two like plug-in things. And I thought that I had the right one in, but I kept getting messages from Facebook, and so I decided <laughs> to turn off my volume or turn off my speaker and then I was afraid and I knew that probably, I, I knew it probably wouldn't affect it because I was you know plugged in through my phone but I was kind of afraid that you'd be like hello hello is anyone there anyway no, no I, I mean the thing is this it's just recently that I've stopped, you know, dropping audio in the middle of the podcast, you know. <laughs> so. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I, I was listening to something last night and um, and it, I had my headphones and it was like 1030 at night. So I, and my phone went down and all of a sudden it stopped. And I'm like, oh, what happened? And so I, I can commiserate with that. So what do you do with that? You just like tap it every now and again? Sorry, tap the mic? No, like tap your phone. To like no, no, it it's or... not that it's going to sleep mode. It's that while we're talking, I'd look something up. And I think when I go <laughs> to like look something up to talk about with you, it, it the audio cuts out because I'm not I'm no longer in the you know the recording app. Got you. Um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I it's possible it goes into sleep mode too, but I, I suspect it's more that I, you know, I navigated away from the page. Um, mm -hmm. I think both the time. So yeah, I might keep you know. <laughs> Make sure the page is up. Yeah. Okay. Well, how Maybe are just... you? It's raining. What? Sorry. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's sunny here, but it's raining there. So somewhere between us is a rainbow, hopefully. Hopefully. And Kermit singing about it. Yeah, we've had a few days where it's it's like uh, if you drive across town, it's it's sunny on one side and rainy on the other, and and then you come back and you. Just, she goes come back and picking up uh, Gregory from cross country and I saw the rainbow. Um, oh, lovely. Yeah, yeah. Well, it rains a lot here. So, uh, and yet it's sunny a lot because of the mountains. So it all depends on what side of the ridge things are on. So th it's often you get, um, you know, mixed weather conditions kind of um, here. Like a so microclimate. A, yeah, yeah. Like the next town over will get two feet of snow. We'll get no snow. Uh, it'll rain here all day long. It won't rain, you know, like, 10 minutes in, in a certain direction because it's, it's all I'm like, my house is about like 2,200 feet up, maybe 2,300 feet up, um, mm -hmm. almost on the ridge line between two mountains. Uh, mm -hmm. Next straight up is the ridge line kind of between the two valleys. Uh, and so um, like there'd be weather that, that kind of hits the valley behind us. that doesn't hit the valley in front of us. And we, we may get, you know, like sometimes half of one and half of the other. 
you know, mm. it's it's not not terribly uncommon for it to be raining in the backyard and not in the front or vice versa. Oh wow, um, that's so cool. So do you yeah, have killer like cool. thunderstorms? Yeah, it depends. We get a lot of wind sometimes when it's really windy. It's it's really windy. Um, you know, you go outside and look for shingles and exit. Um, I think because of the wind coming over the mountain, sometimes the clouds, you know, it can be very foggy, but sometimes the clouds, they look like they're like just over higher. Oh, wow. That's cool. They look, they should light up. They're just not, they feel really close. It's kind of, it's kind of cool. Hmm. I like that. Hey, while you were talking, so, you were kind of going in and out. Of course, you oh. live in New England, so you, you get all the... Can you hear me? I can hear you. Or can you hear me? Okay, good. I can hear you. All right. Okay. <laughs> uh, maybe when we start having podcasts with it, we should stop being surprised. <laughs> well, no, when you were talking, I could hear your voice kind of like that dragging, like, you know, elongating, and you were clipping out, so I wasn't sure if it will translate or not. Yeah, my, I think my network here occasionally, whatever, if something happens. I got an extender. Verizon sent me an automatic extender, but I think sometimes the extender yeah. and the base are Well, we do so apologize. That won't happen again. Sure. But it's real life, isn't it? it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It makes it relatable. So I... So... No, I'd rather you go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just well, going to ask you about your New England weather. So, right now, very cloudy and gray and kind of raw. And I think it's supposed to uh, overnight rain and some snow, like in the Worcester Hills. Um, we're not going to get any of that, I don't think. I think we're going to get like two inches of rain, though, tomorrow. That's what they're saying. Um, and I tend to like rainy days. I love gray, like I'm very Celtic in nature. So I actually enjoy it. Um, I like dark moody weather, but I have a new garden that I'm going to be planting in the end of May. So anytime it's kind of like this, I'm like, no, I need to go out and, you know, dig. And so, but it's nice. It's, you know, it's a nice little, yeah. Well, cool. Tis. Yeah. Yep. New England. So I have two questions for you that I got from outside people. One person has listened to the podcast and has tried the two minutes and had a question. And then I had a random question. So after we do our two minutes, I just wanted yep. to let you know. Yeah, well, no time like the present. <laughs> let's do this now because, um, yeah. Well, I, you know, what I really, really, do, I don't watch TV news. You know, I don't watch TV news. But what I really don't like about TV news is they mention ah, a story and then they don't talk about it until the end of the show. <laughs> like, it doesn't make me wait. Oh, it makes me decide so never to watch to TV that, news like again. Like the weather. It's like, um, well, next. So. And it's like, there's all these other things. And it's like, I just want to see the weather. Even though on my phone, I could check it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Will your car kill you? 
Yes. <laughs> well, your favorite brand of spaghetti oh, is it causing yeah. cancer? You know, just just like these fear-based questions. Or like, yeah, it turns out not not no spaghetti is yeah. causing cancer. We, you know, we just thought you should know that. You know, um, so yeah. Oh, so no I like teasing. that. That's we'll, we'll just, good. We'll just jump into okay. The, questions. So the first question is the older one. This is about dreaming. This is a person that I have verified as a, a real person, and they are saying um, that they're dreaming intensely lately. They sleep for more than enough hours technically, but they're so exhausted from their dreams. They don't under always understand what they mean and it affects their every day. Um, this person is emotional about everything um, they experience. And then she says, uh, I spend time in prayer and seeking God on it, but I still feel overwhelmed but by what I experience at night. Very often in my day to day, I'll remember something and I can't remember if it was a dream or reality. How do you separate it? Should I even try? How do you get rest when you're battling every night, multiple times a night? I love the gift of dreaming and wouldn't trade it in for anything. But this girl is tired. Oh, so when you say you verify, I'm just letting person, you know. You I know this you person. The real person, or you actually knew they were a real person before. Or, I am. Oh, you, you're affirming. You're confirming to us that it's a real person. Yeah, I got you. All right. I, yeah, didn't, I, I didn't know you. if you got a question. You didn't. You had to go and check to see if the person. Was it was real. an email exchange, um, so I, I said I would put that up. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, this this is where I give a disclaimer. We're, we're not responsible for for the effect of dreams on your life. You know, you you can uh, yeah, check the manual and, and yeah, uh, <laughs> complain with complain to the owner. Um, it, it's not uncommon. I mean, I, I've been in classes where women who dream like crazy, you know, they sleep in a separate bed because they dream so often they don't want to wake up their husband it's not it's not because you know it's not for any other reason other than the fact that they dream wow. and wake up so often Idiot. hey mara <laughs> welcome back Hi. i'll just place place this into the other one uh, perfect so we were i don't know why it just told me that recording was done it's like oh i, I wonder why i shouldn't have <laughs> uh, made fun of you for for questioning whether this is working or not because now the system is, is <laughs> Show that we shouldn't take it for granted. So. Um, <clears throat> oh, um, the gift of editing. Yeah. Well, I I, I don't know. I, I probably will just leave this in. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, can you do that? You can splice it. I guess. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, I can put a little interlude between the two segments, though, like like an intermission and a movie. Um. We were just talking about this, this. Listen, the person dreaming a lot and it's disrupting their sleep. Um, I mean, that was, I guess, the first part of the question. Um, listen, you know, if you're called to be a missionary in Africa, um, I, I um, you know, there, there may be a geological and financial cost to going to Africa. Um, you know, if, if you're called to, to you know, if, if you're helping the homeless on a regular basis, you know, there's a cost to that financially and, and maybe socially and lifestyle. You know, and, and, and patience and grace, um, you know, if, if you are, um, you know, <laughs> anything the Lord 
maybe doing in your life is, you know, particularly calling you to invest in, it, it's probably going to have a cost. Uh, and so there are some dreamers out there that there is a cost in their life to the dreams. Um, and so I, I can't give you anything to, to eliminate the cost, uh, but, but maybe there's some extra costs you're paying that you don't need to. Um, so these things may, may make it slightly better, but may not, not fundamentally change the fact that you dream a lot, you know, and it, it, it uh, you wake up, you're not resting because you're doing a lot of stuff in your dreams. Um, so um, you may want to start napping if, if you can't, if, if because of the activity when you're dreaming, there's spiritual warfare going on, you know, um, you know, it's like when you wake up, you, you were doing a lot in your dreams, um, then you may want to nap <laughs> other times in the day, you know, to catch up on the rest. Uh, and, you know, short enough naps where you could rest, but not long enough where you're in it now, and, you know, starting a whole new cycle of dreaming in the middle of the day, you know, that may, again, you know, uh, be <laughs> not restful. So you, you may want to nap. Um, having dreams and not having them interpreted, that may be causing, you know, like, you know, you, all this stuff going on. If you don't know what most of it means, that could be causing some, you know, just like the weight of carrying around all these unknown unknowns, you know, could, could be, you know, putting a little more weight, you know, on them than if, if you had clarity because of, you know, they got interpreted. We see with Nebuchadnezzar and with Pharaoh in the Bible um, that having a dream that clearly was vivid and profound and yet not knowing what it meant, you know, caused them to be disturbed. You know, so were they being sleepless, having sleepless nights or restless days or, or just feeling tired or exhausted or irritable? You know, I mean, Nebuchadnezzar was willing to kill all the wise men. Babylon, because he couldn't get a good interpretation to his dream. <laughs> and Pharaoh was willing to talk to a registered sex offender <laughs> who was a slave, you know, who's, you know who, who had a, you know, uh, had a, uh, a whatever his his ethnic uh, uh, vocation was, was uh Shepherding, which is also offensive. So there was nothing about Joseph that, that should should have been allowed in Pharaoh's presence. He was convicted of a sex crime he didn't, you know, he didn't do. And he was a slave and, and you know, whatever. I mean, you see, you read, you read in um, Genesis Nexus, you see that the right. shepherds, you know, cattle herds were offensive. You know, the vocation was offensive to the Egyptians. So they have to have been pretty disturbed, probably irritable and tired to, to, to even be willing to, to talk to these guys. Um, I mean... Right, Nebuchadnezzar was willing to kill all of his educated, you know, uh, professional spiritual people, and Pharaoh was willing to, to lower himself to talk to, you know, probably the lowest of the lowest of his mm. society. Right, a registered sex offender slave who smelled like sheep. Um, so I, I'd imagine there's some sleeplessness and you know desperation and, and just you know just restlessness going on in their life because they're having these vivid dreams and they don't know what they mean. Um, so seeking interpretation should lead you to a place of peace. And having peace for your dreams, even if it was a night full of intense dreams, but the more you understand, the less of the like kind of that, that bothered unknowing will kind of haunt you during the day. Um, so, you know, you should <laughs> practice dreaming once and interpreting twice. You had your dream, you try to interpret it, which you probably did, and then you should share it with other people. And if you're having so many dreams, you know, you might, you, you might need, you personally might need to be in a large community of dreamers. Keep on finding other dreamers where you can kind of trade interpretations. So if you're having eight dreams a night and everybody else is only having one dream a night, you might have to go find eight other people so that you, you can share and interpret. Then you won't feel alone. And then they'll tell you what they're doing, you know, like they're drinking chamomile tea and whatever, they're, you know, solutions they found, um, you know, especially if, if whatever, their life is relatable to yours and their situation is related to yours. You know, if they're, you know, a 42 year old woman in New, New England, you know, who's a mother of two, you know, same age kids might might be able to help you with your life, you know, the, the life impact of dreams in a way that a, 
uh, you know, single Hispanic person in Florida who's, you know, 22 in male, you know, has never been in a relationship, you know, you know, their solutions might be different, you know, based on, you know, how it impacts their life. Um, So, yeah, that's really, really good. Okay. Thank you for that one. (laughs) And then, so this question came from somebody that um, did the two minutes and they are asking um, or saying, I asked the Lord, why, if his word is true, and I know it is, I am walking in such a little part of it. So I saw myself being dragged backward to a dark place by a belt or something wrapped around my neck. One hand over the other pulling. Didn't see who or what it was. Thoughts? What now? Yeah. All right. Well, we'll <laughs> Um, I, I know we had a planned topic of, uh, you know, when do you change the question for your two-minute exercise? Um, yeah. So l- let me let me preface that. We, we yeah. can have that conversation right after we answer that question, and then we can talk about <laughs> week once. Um, so what happens when we go before God in our place of peace? You know, we're spiritually engaged in the present moment. Um, we ask him a question. Um it, it, it is going to affect uh, our, you know, our interaction with him. Um, I say that affect because sometimes he, you know, he, you ask him, Hey Lord, you know, I'm really interested in what it was like, you know, when, when you were, you know, in Bethlehem and, you know, he shows you a vision of the future, you know, um, has to do with Washington, DC. You may ask, you know, you may come in with this question and, and you, you get a response and, and you may not be able to connect it to, but it often affects it. If you're asking about other times and places, he might show you another time and place, just not the one you're asking about. Uh, but in this case, uh, so I asked the Lord uh, why. Repeat it again. His what word they is ask true, God and I know it is. Um, am I walking Mara? in such a little part of it? Okay, so they're wondering what's stopping them from walking, you know, prompt forward into the fullness of His word. Um, and they see this picture of something around their neck pulling them backward into darkness. Um, and so you, you, you know, that would make me think that what they asked and what got revealed are connected. Like, Hey, why can't, you know, why, why am I not walking in the fullness of your word? Cause I know it's true. I know, and it's, well, there's something, you know, it's strangling you, it's choking you and it's pulling you back, you know, it's bringing darkness into your life. So, um, <laughs> maybe then, um, you know, um, then your question before God is, what is, you know, what, what's choking me? What, what's, what's hindering me? What's pulling me back? And then you, you know, you can ask that God, ask that to God, ask that of God for the next two years. And, and when he, you know, sometimes you show you stuff and you'll see stuff that's nothing to do with that question. But when he does, he'll, you'll, you'll keep on saying all these things that potentially, you know, it could be generational stuff, it could be sin that you never repented of. You didn't realize, you know, like you know, stuff that's hindering you. It could be, um, you say you believe in the word of God. It could be uh, theological baggage, you know, that it's not really true to the word of God, but someone told you it was. It could be all sorts of something is choking you and pulling you back from walking into the fullness of the word. That's where I would go because you asked that question and he kind of showed you what was happening. Um, so you got it. And it may take some time to explore, you know, maybe the, the belt, you know, the belt that's choking you and pulling you backwards as many strands. So maybe he'll show you issues for a while as you ask. So I would ask, and the great thing about spending two minutes, you know, kind of asking God a question of God from your heart. Hey, God, I know your word is real. I, I, you know, why am I not walking? That sounds like a heart cry. Why am I not living in the fullness of your word? I know it's true. 
and he's showing you. So the question now might then be, hey, Lord, show me the things that are choking me and pulling me backwards in the darkness or not letting me walk forward into the fullness of the word. And you might have a series of things that you see and hear and experience with God, you know, for the next yeah, however long until totally you feel sense. at peace to move on from that question, you know. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's not a, you know, um, and th this is what I would expect. If you change your question to like, oh, Lord, show me what's allowing that to happen. You know, one day he might show you a piece of it. And so Monday he, he might show you what it's like not to have it. He might not directly address your question, you know, but he's addressing probably the topic of your question. If it's, if it's the thing that's most present in your heart when you go before him, and, you know, if what you're asking, what's in your heart or insane, you know, often it'll at least be indirectly, you know, addressing, even if you can't see it for a while, uh, the, uh, what you're asking. Yeah. So that brings me to the topic, Mara, that you brought up last time, which is, right. Uh, how do you know when to change the question or, or I make it broader, you know, um, you know, do you need a question or what's a good, you know, what do you ask the Lord when you go to the, to the two minute exercise. Um, so what, what, <laughs> why don't you, I, I know you brought up that you've had that question and you brought yeah, up been, last week. So, uh, this might um, be the what, third one and I'm kind of in you know, this place right now. Um, cause I think it's where I am at, um, in my, my life. But when I first started, um, I just, I just wanted his presence. I just wanted to know that he was there and I just really, um, desired that. And so I don't even know how long it was, but it was like, okay, I, I, I am here and I want to know your presence. I want to feel your presence. And then he kept showing me that when I opened the door, he was already there. So I was assured of that. The second one, oh my goodness, you might have to help me on that one. Uh, oh, it, I think it went into, like it transformed into, um, I'm game anything like I'm up for anything if you want to show me something if you want to um, tell me something and that was that for a while but that wasn't really a question um oh there was another one I remember because I remember thinking there was some icky things that God was bringing um to light in my life that I just didn't really like you know how I was acting or reacting and I didn't know how how to kind of like word it and you were like oh that's really good you should ask him how he sees you when you when you're like that and so do you remember that yeah so that was that yeah and oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah just now yeah <laughs> and then um well so, so now it's basically, oh, no, not sorry. basically you get more. now it's aspects of heaven that i need and it seems like they fluctuate between love and peace a lot um but i i tend to sit down now and say okay i'm here i really want to spend time in eternity like what in eternity um, do i need to interact with or what you know it's basically that i'm just open to that and sometimes i'll just hear a bible verse and you know it will connect me to what it's trying to play on me Yeah, so it's been my experience talking to people about this, that, that um, okay, you're going to spend time with God in eternity or as he is in eternity. And I say that only because um, not limited to, you know, how people think of him down here or even maybe even how he, how he manifests down here, but, but how he is there. 
Um, and then we, so we need to be in the present moment. You know, we just need to be open to whatever, you know, whatever he, where we see or think or feel whatever, however he, he brings stuff to us in, in those two minutes. Uh, but that's, yeah, it usually starts with either a question or, or sometimes a declaration. You get some of the stuff, Mara, you were saying they're, they're declarations. Say, hey, I need whatever you're going to show me or, hey, Lord, I'm asking you to show me, you know, whatever I need. You know, that, that works fine as a declaration or a question. Um, Lord, hey, I'm not living in the fullness of the word, Lord, and, and I need to know why. That, you know, the, the question the person asked, you know, um, that could work as a declaration or a question. So it doesn't really matter if it's phrased as a declaration of need or a question. Um, but and so sometimes I'm like, you know, hey, Lord, I'm here, Lord, for you to show me whatever, you know, I need to see. That's a declaration. Lord, I'm asking to show me, you know, it, so let's let's set aside the grammar and the punctuation mark. It's usually a declaration, you know, of need or or, or, or request, um, you know, so um, and so either way is fine. I, I think sometimes it works as a declaration and it's usually either specific or general. And I think Mark gave some great examples. You know, the general is, Lord, you know, whatever, you know, whatever I need from eternity or whatever you have to show me. And the specific would be, hey, I'm dealing with something, Lord, sh I need to see, I need to know how you see me, or I need to know how you see me in the situation I'm thinking of. You know, I just screwed up really badly, God, and I need to know that you love me in that situation and show me how you love me in that situation. That's very specific. Right. It's based on need. And the key is it for it, I think, to be a cry of the heart. And I think when the first time we, we went to do this, um, we were trying to come up with our own questions and... I think the tendency sometimes if you go to do this, for, especially for the first time, is to yeah. come up with the things you think you should be asking, you know, or you think you're, you're supposed to be saying, you know, like, oh, Lord, you know, help me to be a good Christian or help, help me to, you know. And I think when, when we did this, Apprehend, and Mar, you said something, I, I forget what it was. It was like, help me to, <laughs> to uh, acquire and activate, you know, my faith. I, I was like, and it's like, oh, man, that sounds really tough. You're going and stuff from God. Like, you know, and I was like, well, what if you just sit there and receive, Lord? I, I just want to receive whatever you have, you know. You, see, you don't have to apprehend or believe. or You could do that in your life. But, but while you're meditating before the Lord, you know, uh, as he is in eternity, he has infinite power and infinite love and infinite grace. And so, like, also, you know, it's like turning on the spigot of a, a fire hydrant that has, you know, infinite amount of pressure and volume. Like, you know, <laughs> we probably don't need to do much other than to be in the right place to receive. So, um, you know, so I think, yeah, you change that from apprehend and stuff to just, just, I think that you just need to, yeah. you just wanted to receive presence, you know, right. Or you just wanted to receive whatever you had. And that becomes much more about like what your heart wants. Like so just, I need you versus Lord, help me apprehend <laughs> what you're hiding from me that I can't find easily right. because, you know, you, I'm sure you want my life to be hard. Now, yeah. You weren't saying those things, but you know, you're like, feel like that's true. Lord, help me to be a good Christian and prove that I deserve salvation. And, you know, so I can pay you back for forgiving me of my sins and, you know, all those, you know, gifts, shoulds right. and, you know, things that we think we should be doing. Um, when you do the two minutes in eternity exercise, all you should be doing is spending time before God. And the whole point to have a question or, or a declaration is merely to align yourself to him so you can receive um, whatever he has that, that, that I think he's right. going to respond to as a cry of your heart. You know, so you, it, you could ask yourself, hey, heart, what do you need? What do you want? You know, you want to save all the orphans in Africa, don't you? And your heart's like, no, I just want to know that I'm loved. Um, and if you go and ask how to save all the orphans Africa, maybe he will, maybe he won't, but you probably will probably get very little about it when you go before him, um, because it's not the cry of your heart. He answers the cries of our heart. Um, 
And if you just need to know you're loved, then when you sit before God, you, you can declare or, or ask, you know, Lord, I need to know that I'm loved. Or Lord, you know what, I'm asking you to show me that you love me. Uh, you're not saying he doesn't love you. You're not saying, God, I don't believe you love me. You're saying, I need to see it. Um, so you, you want to, whatever's in your heart, that, that, that what your heart needs from God in eternity, that's what you should say or declare. Um, and so like the question that Mark came up with last week, you know, she shared how she's changed a bunch of times. You should change your question of declaration when basically, you know, you're doing what you were doing last time, but all of a sudden things have changed. All of a sudden, like Mara, her, your first thing was you just wanted to experience God's presence. You just needed to know that he was there. Um, and I think you, then you were sharing that, like, not only was he showing up in the two-minute exercise, he was showing up all the time. And then your heart didn't need to know his presence was there because your heart really knew it, <laughs> right? So then you, you changed your question because the needs of the cries of your heart have changed. You know, it's like if, if you ask water and, and you're, you know, and you've been drinking a lot of water, you, you, you don't ask. That's not the cry of your heart. It's not that you're not grateful that his presence is there. It's not that you shouldn't be, you know, practice gratitude and thankfulness, uh, but it's not the cry of your heart of what you're missing. And that's really what you want to go before God with, because that's what he responds to. And if you have a question in your head and a cry in your heart, he's going to respond to the cry in your heart and not the, not, not the ideas and questions in your head. Um, so, yeah. And that's what, and I had, I think I had the opposite experience, Mara, where I started out um, with a blanket, like you were saying, Hey, I need to see your presence. And then, and then it went to something specific, but then it went to like very general, whatever you have. I started very, very general. Hey Lord, whatever you want to show me, I want to see. Um, and I was just seeing lots of stuff and all of a sudden it switched and I really needed to, um, you know, I had, then I had a very specific need. I, I needed to really need to, I needed to experience this love. I needed, to, you know, I felt dry and unable to love other people. I needed to, I needed to know, I needed to taste and experience this love so that, you know, I, I would, was capable of being loving. I just felt very, you know, and so I, I switched to a very specific, um, so based on our experience and then talking to some other people and some of these questions that are coming in, it'll oscillate right between questions and decorations between general, just show me whatever and specific. Hey, Lord, you know, mm -hmm. I feel abandoned because I got fired. <laughs> you know, show me that you haven't abandoned me. Yeah. You know, it may go very, very specific or just very specific to that week. Um, but when you asking the same question, which in, in, in which you were getting, you know, you were, were able to engage with God in the present moment. And, and all of a sudden, that same question, you're no longer getting something, that's when you should change. It's, you know, when, when something's, you know, when you've changed, your heart has changed. And therefore, potentially, you maybe you're getting nothing from your question, or maybe you're getting stuff from God that has nothing to do with your question, because he's responding to your heart and not, Makes you know, not, not the question. So I, I know we've talked about this before. Um, yeah, that's no, good. And so you know, I know someone someone's summary. asking and they... They just hear this. That's a good recap. And, and uh, yeah, sometimes you have to hear things a couple of times, too. All right. Well, having talked <laughs> about that, so no, how was your week uh, was, doing the two was, minutes in the Trinity exercise? Okay. It was all right. I, I did it just for four days, one day and then three in a row. But... Um, that this was one of those weeks where uh, the need and my work was very challenging this week. Very, very, very challenging. Um, my boss was in all week. So it was a lot of deadline stuff. Um, put this aside and do this. And so in fact, today I had, I had like 10 minutes before 
we came on tonight. So um, I was just a little, I'm a little bit fried from the week and it's not Friday yet. But um, so last Friday, I heard Isaiah 5, 9. And so I wasn't sure if it was, you know, chapter 5, verse 9, but I, I looked up 59 and I actually um, circled it because I thought it was um, timely. So let me, uh, let me just find it here. Um, what did I say? Isaiah 5, 9. Oh, where is it? Okay. Yeah. The eternal one's reach is not so short that he cannot save you. His ear is not so deaf that he cannot hear you. So that was perfect. Um, so my prayer today was expecting um, of his goodness, the expectation of his goodness. I saw myself handing him my world with open hands. Um, and then I put dark place with direction. Like I just felt kind of stuck. Um, and it kind of continued through the weekend. And um, anyway, um, I felt invisible. And then I wrote, but he sees and knows. Um, and so I, I felt like the, the five nine was just, I thought that was perfect. He sees, he knows, he hears me. Um, on Tuesday, I sat down and I said, Lord, what, what do I need from, from heaven? What do I need from eternity? And I heard heavenly peace. And I, I thought about it for a second. And I was like, yeah, I, you know, I like to be at peace all the time, but I need, I needed like reinforcements. I needed like Holy Spirit, what peace is like in heaven. That's what I want. Um, and so I started praying about that. And the person that wrote this about their neck and the dark thing, I can kind of relate with that because as soon as I started praying, I saw a snake um, and I could see the heavenly peace. I could see it like a room or like a place. Um, but I saw a snake in front of it. And I was like, oh, you know, that's not cool. Um, and then I heard um, 2 Corinthians 5.18. And when I went there, um, it says, all of this is a gift from our creator, God, who has pursued us and brought us into a restored and healthy relationship with him through the anointed. And he has given us the same mission, the ministry of reconciliation, to bring others back to him. So I spent my two minutes um, being just like, just thinking of the things that either are trying to deceive me or distract me, you know, from seeing um, or experiencing that heavenly peace. And so that was that. Um, I had never seen something like that before. Um, so that was, that was heavy. Um, yeah. Yes. Yes. Good. Right, right. No, I mean, but I was grateful that you know, there was something that was showing up that I could like, deal with. Um, or he could deal with. And then on Wednesday, um, oh my gosh. So we have a new garden coming in and things are growing. And so I was taking in the views of my garden and I see it right from my window here in this room. And I heard Jeremiah 118. And I looked up, I just thought maybe it was Jeremiah 1 verse 18. Um, and 
I wrote down made you as a fortress. Oh, it's makes you he makes you as a fortress, strong, able to withstand attacks. Um, there's safety admits um, the trouble. There's victory and deliverance. And when I read that, I just put my head down. And as soon as I put my head down, um, I was just going to meditate on that. I put my head down and I saw my head being massaged. And I actually felt it. Um, it was like Jesus was, mm -hmm. you know, and I don't know if you've ever had someone touch you on the head and just kind of, you know, just keep not patting it, but just, you know, uh, it just feels incredible. And that's what I felt. It was just someone, you know, putting pressure and then releasing and putting, and it was, then I saw him like molding clay. Um, so to me, it was like, he's reshaping my mindset and he's, you know, just bringing me into a, a greater, um, maybe trust with him. Like I was just trusting him to be working on, on stuff, but that was, yes. Mm -hmm. And then today I literally wow. had yeah. maybe 10 or less minutes. Um, and so I sat down, I'm like, okay, I don't have to produce anything. You know, the time that I'm up against. And if there's nothing that that's okay. Um, so I looked outside and I could see the trees that are like, you know, starting to get all their colors. And I saw them like creation wearing gowns, like they were celebrating. And as soon as I saw that, um, they were like all excited for the new you know, this new spring and they were all pretty. Um, I saw myself with Jesus um, waltzing and I had on a long gown. And to me, that just took the anxiety that I was feeling like this week um, in different pockets. And it was replacing it with joy because it was like, there's no greater, there's, no, there's nothing like, I love to dance and I love to dance, especially when I'm by myself. It's where I feel comfortable. If I'm somewhere else, I just, I don't like it. I don't like eyes on me. So, um, but I always say to my husband, um, you can't dance and like be in the same mood that you started out with. I mean, there's, if there's a song on and you're dancing, you're going to be experiencing joy. You're going to be experienced the, the feeling of that. So for him to take me in his arms and, you know, kind of waltzing around. I just was like, that was a gift. So that was, that was my week. Wow. So you, you saw, um, it was like a room that was peaceful. Well, um, you, you mean said? today the or the one with the snake in front of it? Yeah. It was like, I could see, I could see it. Yeah. The one um, with the snake it was in front either of it. like a room or, you know, stepping into another, like if it was like a thin place where, whatever I was seeing, um, it was, I could see it and in front of it was, yeah. 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 So I would think, you know, cause yeah. somehow he dealt with the snake yeah. because first you see the room of peace and later you're getting a massage there. So I, I just thought, you yeah. Know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> clearly had an opening. Yeah, I was going to take it. If there's anything blocking it, I don't <clears> want, you know, it, so don't want that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I just think it's cool <laughs> that right. having takes walk-ins. That's all. Uh, yeah, uh, me too. 
It's, it's not closed because of COVID. You just walk in, get an appointment. Um, right. Yeah, that was really cool. It was, I mean, uh-huh. all of it, it was really the, the, the room of peace and then, then getting the massage. And then I, I think maybe seeing the metaphoric representation of that, which is him, yeah. you know, like molding you as, as clay. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when he started working on my head, it was like, oh, so, I needed that. you know the i don't know if you can hear yeah me. so yeah just, so i'm sorry <laughs> my audio cut out so I, I didn't know if you can hear me can, can you hear me now same here yeah Mark? and i i've noticed this in some yes can you hear me i can hear you Hello? yeah yeah mar can you hear me uh, we're experiencing technical difficulties. All right. Stand by. Um, all right. <laughs> I can hear what you about right now? now? Can you hear me now? All right, cool. All right. Yeah, I, I just, I thought it was really, really sweet. You know, not, not only did you just see the room and the snake, but then I think you were encountering what was in the room. So, it, you know, you're just right. not left in this place wondering whether, you, you know, whether you get to be in the room, I think you're in your encounter. That's really true. After that, so that, I thought it was pretty. Yeah. You know, I thought it was. Ah. And so I know you shared this earlier, but you're are you you, you for the most part are you doing these in the, the, the same place? Now? I I've tried to do it outside on my porch, and I've tried to do it in my bedroom because I have a specific little nook in my bedroom that I have like it's it's a it's super cozy. And in both places, I don't, I don't get the same interaction that I do in this room that I'm in right now. Yeah, yeah. Cool. And and uh, you, you, I think you shared this earlier when we were talking about questions. You're just, are you just in the general place? I think you said up. To yeah, the right, right whatever, now whatever it's uh, what aspect of eternity do I need? And um, yeah. So a lot of times it's love or peace. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, I, yeah, I, I'm still doing mine in my, mm-hmm. I guess my green padded Ikea chairs in the bedroom. Um, um, I, I, I had been recording it afterwards, like the voice I was, I, was saying, I think I was saying yeah. the last podcast recording, I was saying I was recording it on Alexa. Um, but I found that actually I would do it. I would forget about it. Um, you know, and so I've back to actually either writing them down or printing them down and putting them on the wall so that I could kind of see the consistency of day after day. Uh, something about, I guess, the ritual, you know, of, of you know, of, of writing it or printing it and putting it up. I think that, you know, it's like, I don't know, just, just making it a, you know, like a, I don't know, it's, it's like, like, it's setting it as something I did that day. And the putting it up is, is kind of like the... Um, not so much that it makes it a more real act, but but putting it in my calendar or putting it on my wall or you know writing it down in a journal, something like that is is like um, you're telling yourself that you did it, you know. So I, I've I've gone away from recording on audio because I it just felt like I don't know it it, it mm-hmm. I don't know it was somehow whatever <laughs> it, it was becoming uh, more yeah. ethereal and less I know what you mean and less I don't know 
whatever, uh, less sitting down and meditating and more just yeah. like, like, I guess a part of work or other tasks I was doing, you know, like, like my AI was making note of what I did and it wasn't like something I stopped and uh, paused and not only did, but then wrote down, you know, um, so I, yeah, that's when I'm back to doing. So anyway, uh, I think the last recording that we did, although I might've published a podcast uh, earlier today, that this is going to be between that one and this yeah. one. I talked about seeing that red translucent column um, and thinking you asked, Hey, what do you think that is? You know, it's like, ah, it's probably wisdom and anointing because it's red, you know, <laughs> uh, the next day, which was last Friday, I guess I did it again. And I saw the column again and I was drinking, drinking the light from it. It was kind of flowing through me and it was kind of flowing out my eyes a little bit. And I was thinking, oh, this is some type of wisdom anointing. Um, and again, the day after that, it was very similar. I was drinking it, and 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 I could feel the cool. And I, I think I talked about, oh, I might have talked to you about it. Like it, it, it's like cold and warm and light at the same time. Going, there's a bunch of days in a row of drinking it in. Uh, but then yesterday, like this happening, like you know, day after day, um, I drank it in, and it flowed out of my eyes, and it was flowing out of my pores. And all of a sudden, I could see, it's like I could very easily see that the the present moment I was in, like the, like the now, all the things that were, were now, and not everything that was here, but everything that was now, like, oh, right now I could do this, but right now I shouldn't do that. Or right now this is here. This is how God is manifesting. You know, mm -hmm. all of a sudden the, I could discern the now very clearly. And I realized I, you know, the red liquid I was seeing, you know, from heaven or whatever, you know, which I think is some aspect of the Holy Spirit, you know, being poured out for me um, was like, the wisdom and understanding and discernment of, of, of like the, the, the now moment. Um, and so then when I get today, I started drinking it again and started seeing the now, but then it, the, the, the column, which was in front of me out of which I was drinking also shifted on me. And it was like, I was underwater and I was like breathing and drinking at the same time. Um, and it was almost like the moment I was in was very, very now. Like, um, I don't know what happened like a second before now or it's going to happen in a second, but like, like, this, this enormous sense of all the things that were like now, you know, that, that, that were of God in right now. Um, so I was like, oh, you know, and so I, yeah, I'm sure that has to do with wisdom and discernment of now. That's why it was read. But like, I didn't, you know, like I, I think last time I was sharing, I, I, I thought, you know, I have to do something you have to do with wisdom and anointing because it's read, you know, it's of God. But like the more, the more I was drinking in, the more I, I think I was getting clear and clear of just of, of now and what, you know, just all right. really discern, you know, the so now So he's moments. preparing you for those. Um, and so... He's yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes when I get really productive, I lose the now moment. I might get it when I do the two minute exercise, but I lose it because I'm doing like eight other things outside of the two minute exercise. But I think with this, I, I think you know it's easier to find the now moment. Like, oh, I have all these things to do, but what should I do right now? Or what are you doing right now, Lord? You know, what are, what are we doing right now? Um, so yeah, I think he's preparing me to. Mm. to yeah, to, to, to be, be more, to yeah, like okay, more to often. be more um, um yeah. flexible to to drop what you might be doing for that particular thing when he gives you the go. Yeah, oh, I would I would say that I think often I'm stuck, not sure what you know what should I do because mm -hmm. there's so many things I'm doing, and so I'm kind of doing half one thing, half another. Um, and so it's not that I'm doing the thing and not being flexible, although. I'm certainly more than capable of doing that. It's like I, I'm caught in, in some type of indecision where I'm uh -huh. doing multiple things because I don't know, you know, what I should be doing right now. Yeah, and good. I see that just like it's more like focus and awareness. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, it's almost, I guess, you know, in some ways actually, you know, sure, being 
flexible and responsive what the Lord is doing now, but almost becoming inflexible and unresponsive to all the things that are now, <laughs> you know? Um, so, yeah. So yeah, it was interesting. Just, it, it was, you know, I guess that this had, you know, started the week before and just gone through all this week. Um, and I think it is almost with a couple of days of almost seeing the same thing and just it's slowly, slowly getting some more until all of a sudden it was like, boom, oh, oh, wait a minute. I know what this is. This is, this oh. is discernment and understanding, right on. And, you know, and being aware of now. Um, yeah. So, which I'm always kind of doing if I'm doing the human exercise, you know, but it was just seemed to vastly transcend just the exercise. It seemed to, you know, reach out into other parts of the earth and, and you know, I think yeah. stick with me I mean, more going after, into your... after leaving, you know, the moment. Sure. And I mean, if, if it's going, going out of your pores and you're <laughs> drinking it in, it's just like, it's like marinated, it's coming out, it's, you know, affecting you, affecting whomever you're going to be in the now with. Cool. I like it. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, so we actually handled a bunch of questions and topics. We talked about uh, spending two minutes in eternity with God. Rut row. Um, and so now we can talk about dreaming once, interpreting I twice. Um, so I you, can. You sent me a dream. Can you read that? No, I didn't send you back. I sent you back. I sent you back a, a, a interpretation question of what you were saying, but not what it meant. But I'll, if you read the dream, then I'll tell you what I think it means, and you can okay. give feedback on what you thought it meant and, and how it goes. I was in my. This is my dream. Um, obviously, <laughs> sorry. I was in my old bedroom. Uh, it wasn't my old house that I grew up in, though. I was in my bed and my rolling butcher block table was moving on its own. I was super pissed because I knew it was intimidation by the enemy. I stood up and I called it out. It was early in the morning and I decided to just get up. I was going downstairs when I heard that you, Jim, had fallen and were in the hospital. I texted, sorry to hear, I hope you're okay. And then I found out that you had already come home and were good. Next, I'm in a living room in an informal kind of meeting, perhaps organic church style. My friend Stephanie came in and didn't want to stay because there was somebody there that she did not like. I stood up and said, well, let's go and have a party then. There was a bachelorette party that was going to happen in a nearby neighborhood. I think we were going to be bringing steaks for it. I remember going to the bride-to-be's house to get her and would walk to where the party was going to be held. When we got to the neighborhood, Carter Allen, the DJ from WZLX, was out with a construction crew and was asking who lived at and pointed to that house. I didn't know, but I knew that you, Jim, lived across the street and I would ask you. To get to you, I had to climb a ladder and was trying to enter through the kitchen window. There was somebody who was trying to help me, but it was tough, and I tried to grab onto something stable in the kitchen to help me. That started to move, and I started to panic. I did get in and found out the name of the person that Carter was asking about. Mizzy was his name, and he was well known to the police. That was it. All right, so I think this dream is showing you a bunch of bunch of things that's going on in your life. Um, 
it seems like it's the old bedroom here because it's mm -hmm. some old issues that are creeping up and, and the enemy's trying to scare you through old issues from your past. I think that's why it's an old bedroom. Um, and so it's just about you kind of, you know, <laughs> calling it out, right? Because it just transitions. Um, it's really interesting, you know, so clearly I don't, in the context of this, I, I think, I, I'm, I don't think I'm metaphoric here. I think this is actually about me. Um, you know, I'm dealing with some issues that God is dealing with, which I think is true. <laughs> um, and, and so you're, you're picking up on, you know, I, I'm, the Lord's probably operating on me or dealing with some issues or whatever, or I've, I've, whatever, some issues. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, so that, that's a, there's, so there's the issue of maybe stuff in the past. Um, and you say bedroom has to do with sleep and other things, but it, it, if, you know, I think with people sometimes if old bedroom is, you know, an old place in life, like it could be an old apartment, old house, but old bedroom means, you know, it could be from the past. Um, and so then you're in the living room, which these are life issues now and relational issues because the living rooms are, you know, you relate to people, right? You live and, 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 and you know, and visit with people. Um, you're, there's maybe an, an you're in a living room of an informal kind of meeting, maybe perhaps an organic style church. And I think this has to do with, with not necessarily a, a singly incorporated church, but you know, the, the, the church as it is that you're experiencing through relationship um, and you're encountering some people that, you know, that aren't fitting in wherever they are and you're finding, Hey, you know, let's go find a different, yeah. let's, let's go find a different expression of this, you know, that, that uh, you can feel comfortable um, right, because there's someone there that she didn't like, and it seemed like she didn't like. Maybe it was just she also wasn't comfortable with. Um, so people are finding, you know, say in in a true true spiritual sense, safe places. You know, not not just places where you're not right. offended, you know, but a place where you're you know you're relationally safe. Um, so I think this is what's going on in life. You're dealing with some stuff. You're seeing that hey, you know, I'm I'm dealing with some stuff. Uh, you're seeing what's from me going on in the church around you, right? That uh, there's there's an organic type things happening and people need to figure out you know where they need to go and, and where it's safe for them um and i don't think party here i don't i don't think it's a negative sense i think it really that's you know i think it's you know um maybe she's just looking for something where there's a little you know um the there's a higher energy of activity going on or, or it's more celebratory and less maybe less informal whatever but the bachelorette party is interesting um because i think again we have houses and we have church here so i think the bachelorette party has to do with the bride I think this is also about the, the kind of the the church that is not necessarily the you know the, the corporated church the formal religious you know denominational or, or you know Catholic church you know but the the, the church as it is the bride um, that the you know there's a bachelor party that's happening in a nearby neighborhood and this may be the party you know maybe that she's looking for the wedding the wedding set over the lamb the bridal the bachelor party before that's probably going to be pretty you know pretty pretty cool too the 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 bride being prepared to get married. Um, and there's stuff going on there. There's construction, right? There's some coverage. Yeah, I don't Boston, know with the radio. Yeah. yeah. Um, is that local to where you are, the radio station? Oh, okay. Um, and you're trying to figure out what's going on, right? Um, and then, oh, I think this is maybe again about me. It might be a little bit about the prophetic or the seer. Uh, it's a little hard to access. So that could be about me, but it could be about the seer mm -hmm. gift, you know, the prophetic gift. You're climbing a ladder into the kitchen window. So uh, it might be a little hard to access. It might be a little unconventional. It might be a little strange, and it's, but it's about being fed. So it might be a little bit of what we're doing here. Um, you know, and so, <laughs> um, 
And then there's the whole issue of, I, I know I'm walking through it, but I'll, I'll summarize in a second. Um, you're trying to grab something stable in the kitchen, right? It's moving, you're panicking, but you're fine, right? You get in. Um, and whatever's going on in the house across the street that the DJ Carter was asking about was Mizzy and was well known to the police. Um, so I would summarize this as a whole as I think this is a dream where you're seeing what's going on around you in your life and on a larger scope, right? Old issues going on, some issues being dealt with people you know, uh, the church is an informal state where people are trying to figure out where they fit in, the bride's trying to figure out how to prepare for the groom, again, that's about the church. And I think, you know, uh, people are asking, you know, publicly, hey, what's going on, you know, what's happening? And, you know, um, the prophetic, I think, and it's, I don't think it's so much about me specifically, but the prophetic is a little hard to access right now. And it's a little unstable right now. It's a little hard to get involved in right now. Um, but, you know, uh, really what you'll hear if you're able to, you know, kind of deal with the instability and the uncertainty right. is that, uh, you know, God knows what's going on. <laughs> he knows what's going on in the church today. Uh, he's aware of it. Um and, you know, and that's often when people ask me, hey, what's going mm -hmm. on? It's like, well, God's doing something and, and we probably won't know fully what it is until it's done happening. Um, it's like, well, does that mean that, that no one knows? It's like, well, the importance of knowing what God's doing is so you can cooperate. When he's doing something mysterious, you sometimes you just hold his hand and wait till it's done. That's so all right. I think, that, you know, anyway, so, sorry. <laughs> Dreaming once, interpreting twice. You had the dream. You got a sense of it yourself. That's my sense of it, you know. And if I was to write it down, I know we were doing emails before. I, I probably said, you know, I, nah. <laughs> I, I'd write some real, real pithy, yeah. you know, uh, real terse statements that, that seem to summarize and make me sound really good. Uh, um, <laughs> having done that a lot, you right, know, right. You know, uh, oh, this is about what's going on around you and your present environment, you know. <laughs> um, so yeah. So what were your thoughts when you had the dream and 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 how? Yeah. What's the? I, I guess. What 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 do you think? You know, whatever. <laughs> what are your new thoughts? Or yeah. What are, what are so the whole the, the old bedroom thing. I thought. Was, after, you know. You know I, 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 I tend to see things that. Oops. That you or me. Oh, that's okay. Um, uh, you know, a few things that, that stood out to me. Um, the rolling butcher block table is actually in my kitchen. Um, it, and so it was interesting that that was uh, part of my bedroom. And um, I noticed that I stood up twice. Um, and this week has been um, a, a week of, of, of feeling like I don't have a voice in some places. So it, it actually occurred to me that, you know, maybe there's, there's chances that I'm going to be, you know, stand up and, and call something out um, with, you know, with that. Um, so, and, you know, as far as you falling, um, yeah, I wasn't sure what, what that was about. Um, I'm glad that you were okay. Um, one of the things that, uh, that while I was thinking about this dream was that when someone falls and they're in the hospital, it, it is a setback, you know, um, but to me, the fact that you were already home um, and you were fine, I thought that was good. So um, I agree about the informal kind of meeting, the organic church style. I was okay staying there. Um, but, you know, when Stephanie, now I believe Stephanie means um, regal or crowned or princess or something like that. So I just thought that was interesting that we were going to be heading to a bachelorette party um, at that point. 
to me, um, standing up, walking together with the bride. Um, it wasn't like the bride was, you know, already at the bachelorette party. We arrived late. We were walking with her um, to this new place. And so I thought that was a, a good thing. Um, I wasn't sure. Oh, and that we were bringing steak. I mean, oh, yeah. It's not. I mean, I'm I am all for a bunch of girls getting together and eating steak. Like, that's all right with me. So I just thought that was you know, something like me, yeah, 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 not, yeah. you know, it wasn't like DG, we're not having a tea party where, you know, this is the real deal. Um, I wasn't really sure about the Mizzy thing and the, you know, the, this guy that was well known to the police, but yeah, I agree with you. Like when I went up to the, the ladder, um, you know, it's kind of like breaking in, trying to break in, but someone was assisting me. It wasn't like, you know, I was going unassisted. Um, so whatever, it might be unconventional. Um, but I did have help, but the thing that was, I was trying to, um, latch on to, I think it was like a drawer and it started coming like toward me. It was like, Oh no, you know? So, um, anyway, those were my, my first. Yeah. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah. 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 I know I skipped yeah. over the steak, but I, yeah, I, I do think it has to do with like weighty, meaty stuff. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The music now I think of it even more, <sighs> um, it's just gonna say it's it's almost like a weird um non-currently used term like like instead of missy or ms or mrs mizzy sounds like a like an amalgamation of a bunch of a uh, bunch of you know terms um and i wonder if it has okay. to do with, with it might have to do with the bride not knowing who she is the church not having going through an identity crisis right now um and okay. God being aware of that. I think a lot of this has to do with go a little. I think the beginning of the church, the beginning of the dream has to do with going on with you. I think the second part is about what's kind of going around you. And then the third part, I think is what's going on with a larger church. Um, like there's an identity, there, there's issues being dealt with and there's an identity crisis going on, you know, um, you know, so yeah. I, and that makes sense that because I was like, you know, at first I was thinking, you know, is, is Mizzy short for, Les Mis, you know, miserable, you know, the miseries. It you could know? be. No, no, no. Um, the church is going through, I yeah. think, a really tumultuous as a whole. The, 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 the church as it is, you know, the church, you know, as it's currently kind of functioning and manifesting, is going through an enormous amount of change and identity crisis. Um, and I think it's addressed because you have the people who are informally hanging out. There's someone who's maybe needs more structure and, and is looking to prepare specifically, you know, more more formally and more intentionally, you know, for Jesus. That it, it needs something that's a little bit more intentional. Uh, and then, but also, no one knows what's going on really in the house across the street. No one knows what's going on in the church around them, you know, because it's it's the church is going right. going through some type of identity crisis and transformation. Wow. Yeah. 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 So that's good. Yeah. So this is interesting. <laughs> you sent this to me yesterday and I looked at it. I, like, oh, I could write this, but here's the thing. Uh, sometimes when we share a dream and I write down my interpretation, like I, I've been, well, I don't know. I've been, I've, been <laughs> I've, I've written out interpretations. I can write an interpretation that sounds so good and so smooth sometimes that it, people think it instantly comes like that. Uh, but most, I think, especially well, for dreams like this, they, they, this, this conversation we have out loud is often what people have in their head. You know, it's they're trying to figure out what the, this means that, you know, what 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 means what in a dream interpretation. Um, and so sometimes you have it with right. another person, sometimes you have it internally, but it's, it's more conversationally and more of a process than a just a insert dream and, and, and you know, kick out a, a, a cool interpretation. 
Um, that's that's not yeah. that's not what it's like to go through the process. So I, I thought this was, you know, I thought it'd be good to talk about this. <laughs> and mainly because yeah. every time I went to, to write down, sit to interpret it and to write it to you, I, I just like I, I wish you this live because I, I, it's there's something there's something that won't let me do this right now. Um, maybe it's the red uh, mm -hmm. the red light I've been drinking. Um, <laughs> so did you see the one I yeah. sent you this afternoon? I I saw it while we were talking and I was like, uh oh, he sent me a, a dream. I did. I, um, I you know, I, I don't yeah. mean to ambush you, but I, I in the same sense that, you know, the 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 whole the whole thing of dreaming once and interpreting twice is you have a dream, you look at it, you try and interpret it, you might have a loose informal sense of what it means. You get somebody else to interpret it and they share what they have. Not that they send you a publishable, edited, you know, great copy, uh, but they share your thoughts and then you. Hey, Mar. <laughs> Hopefully, this will be the last time. Um, you will so I... not believe what happened. What happened? That was my. Oh gosh! So my my battery on my phone was like fifteen percent. So I oh. snuck downstairs and I grabbed the. Um, the thing to put, you know, charger, and I left the door open. And Colbert, my 13-year-old naughty dog, came upstairs and was in the room that I'm in. And I, I, you know, I silently and secretly, you know, plugged everything in. And then he walked across it, and everything went, yeah. Anyway, so I'm you're saying your dog ate the podcast? Is what you're saying? Yes, my dog ate the podcast. That's what happened. It won't happen again. I promise. All no, right. I can't so, promise that. Are you, are you Sorry. okay? We're going to pick up <laughs> where yeah. we left off. Are you ready for some live informal, uh, semi-professional dream interpretation? Yes. Yes. You're the professional. You're not well, saying no, I, that, though. <laughs> I'm asking if you're okay. <laughs> so um, did you read the dream I sent? I did. So I'll read it it's out loud. You can, <laughs> you can share my thoughts. And then all right, I'll, no, you can share your thoughts and I'll share mine. Um, <laughs> So yeah, in this dream, I was a teacher and I was actually in some large, very large school building. And I went, I was looking for my car in the parking lot, but I couldn't find it. And somehow I got home anyway. And when I got back to my house, which was in any house I really recognize, um, it turned out there was all this mechanic equipment all, all over the place that someone had recently given me. Um, and then it turns out that someone was giving their farm and it used to be like, it used to grow marijuana, but it, it had all the marijuana had been cut down and mowed down for, for it to grow some, you know, like maybe alfalfa or corn or whatever. Uh, and then, so the, 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 the marijuana, not just harvested, but it was cut down, it was destroyed. And people were upset that all their marijuana was gone. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like real life. <laughs> well, it sounds like the opposite of real life. People are starting to grow marijuana and they're happy it's there, but in this dream it had all been <laughs> cut down and destroyed, and they were happy it was they were upset that it was gone. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, okay. So literally um just hearing this now, but um I would just say that uh you are a teacher um and you're looking for uh you know the, the avenue that you that you do what you do. Um but Right now, it's it's hard to find that. And interesting that you go back to your house and you said that you recognize that like the only thing. So it's like God's bringing you back to a place um, where you feel at home. Um, and I wasn't sure about the mechanical equipment. I didn't know if like going through like something mechanical, um, but... Uh, 
or just the means to, 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 to get stuff done. Um, but like I could identify with you in the first part. The second part, funny that you had been given a farm, given your, um, your history on the, you know, your, your family farm used to grow marijuana and it had been cut down and destroyed. And so I feel like, you know, God is doing a new thing. Um, there might be a new, uh, better, uh, spirit coming through instead of something that, that might just, you know, appease the masses, but something that, that he's going to show you perhaps. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I think I had some very similar thoughts. Um, yeah, I, I think it had to do with transitioning of having taught, you know, in what more formally or in a larger, more structured way in the past. I was trying to figure out how to find my car, how to do it again, mm-hmm. um, which is maybe what I'm going through with, you know, he's starting a podcast and starting a website again, just trying to, it's like, hey, <laughs> where's my car? I don't, yeah. I don't dude, where's yeah. my car? I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure how to get from where I'm, you know, I, where I've been, how I've been, where I've been doing things to a new way. Yeah, I think, I mean, I remember the dream. So obviously I was more detailed maybe about the mechanicals. I, I, there's like drill presses and lathes and, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, so blacksmithing and all sorts of stuff. Um, I, yeah, I, I just think, you know, maybe, uh, you know, I, I'm, I think it has to do with maybe it, since I've done things, you know, since I was teaching before, you know, I, I'm maybe equipped in a new way, you know, in a mm-hmm. different way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm more fully equipped potentially. Yeah. And I thought the farm and the marijuana, I think it was interesting because I think there's some fields, uh, that, yes, maybe, maybe, you know, the fields that I'm sowing in or, you know, they've been full of stuff that, yeah, that maybe they're, yes, maybe, maybe they're, they're soothing for people. Maybe, maybe it helps people relax. Maybe it's been, you know, um, calming for people, but it, it doesn't really sustain them. And so I, I think he's sending me to, to some new fields where it's been full of, since I, I don't, I don't mean this in any kind of formal way, but full of like, you know, whatever, uh, um, junk spirituality, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so, and, and, but yet, yet it's, the ground is prepared for some real things. And that may be, you know, maybe what this podcast is for, not just the people, the people from the church who've pursuing dreams and visions, but people in the world that have been looking for meeting spirituality that, that maybe been, you know, essentially the spiritual equivalent of junk food, right. you know, that are maybe, maybe ready for some more, you know, to actually for, for, for whatever full, deep, meaningful growth. Um, so I, I don't stand in that as a political opinion of marijuana. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I think there's lots of people <laughs> who've had cancer uh, that if marijuana had been legal, I think they've been better served than the other stuff they were on. Um, so, but I, I think when it comes to people kind of like a, the opiate of the masses that religion has been or the opiate of the masses that, you know, maybe pop psychology or self-help has been, I think it's more, that's what the marijuana is more about that kind of stuff where it's, I agree. Know, it's whatever. It's, yeah. yeah. Um, the fact that you didn't have any part in, in the cutting down and it was destroyed, it was like already done. So to me that, that had like a mark of, there was something better coming in, you know? Um, right. And actually, people are upset with me. The mirror's gone. They're upset that it's gone. So I just wonder if what's been a place for people, um, as far as spirituality is gone, that they're now upset and looking for something. You know, they're looking. They're now upset because it's gone, and they need to find something else. And maybe right. they can now find something. And you're like, well, more substance. Yeah, I found my car. I got a field. I got, I got equipment. Yeah, it's good. 
there we go. So that's dreaming once and chirping twice. <laughs> oh, why? That's um, kind of rough. Yeah, but it's more realistic. Uh, um, so one of the, so there's three things that have been in my heart, right? Um, you know, when I kind of stepped out of ministry and it's like, hey, how do I help all the dreamers, seers, and mystics in the world? All the people that I know, all the people that that need more, you know, or or that you know that. I don't know. They're in the church and don't know how to move forward with God, even though they're in the church or people outside the church are trying to figure out how to move forward. It's like, um, that's how the spending two minutes in eternity. Hey, on a daily basis, they should spend two minutes in eternity and they should get together in some type of safe, you know, anonymity group, right? Where every in the group knows you, but no one outside the group really knows who you are, what, what you're saying inside the group. Um, you know, and, you know, than this, we should dream once and interpret twice. Um, if you do start a group, you can call it whatever you want. You can call it a growing attorney group, and I'll list it on the website and you know put your phone number up there so people around you can find it. Or you can just call it whatever you want, do it whatever you want. But if you have a county building group, like where Mara have been kind of modeling on the podcast, or once a week or whenever you get together and talk about how the daily spending two minutes in turning with God has been going. Um, you might also be sh doing once, dreaming once, interpreting twice, where dreams that you've had, you've interpreted it, where you want a second interpretation, you might share with people in the group or, or maybe on the phone or email or Twitter. Uh, the interpretations you get and the conversations you have will be much more like the conversations that Mara and I had now versus the ones where we share, like the great interpretations we already wrote. Because <laughs> then you don't see the work. You don't, you, know, you don't see how conversational it can necessarily be. Um, and because Mara and I have done tens of thousands of interpretations at least, um, it, it'll be probably slower and, and maybe more conversational, you know, and, you know, and maybe more wandering as you kind of work it out together than, than maybe the conversation that we had. So. I actually like. All right. Oh, can you hear me? You good? Oh, sorry. Yep. So I actually kind of like working on dreams like that. Like if you're sitting around a table with people having a coffee, you know, it's kind of, you know, one person gets this, another person gets that. So that was a good, good exercise. All right. Uh, well, uh, we should pick a topic for next week. Sure. Hmm. <laughs> so here's a topic I have. Okay. <laughs> um, if you don't have one, um, <laughs> I just I, I don't like planning ahead. Really, it's like oh, we, at the end we should pick, you know, because then it'll, it'll maybe it'll, I I want to talk a little bit next week about um, what it means to be in a kind of a uh, a, a safe spiritual group you know, some type of accountability group, you know, where you, you could be anonymous to the world and, and, and yet known in the group. Okay. Um, and, and, you know, where, what that's like and what, it, what you know, what it's like when it's going well and what it's like when it, that doesn't work. You know, what it's like to not be in a safe group. Mm. Um, so, so we can talk about personal experiences. Um, that sounds good. And, okay. All right. Cool. And you know what? We could have like a bunch of topics you could email me a bunch of topics. I could email you, and then we could put it in a hat, and I draw one and have like a surprise. Well, you you could do that. You could pick one out. I <laughs> <laughs> I just like it. I like to pick the next for every the next the next podcast topic. I like it. In the, in the you know sure in the current podcast. All right, Mara. Well, until next time, it's been great talking to you. Good to talk to you too, Jim. Bye. Bye.
This has been the Growing Eternity podcast with Mara and Jim. For more information, including how to record and submit questions, we're coming on the podcast to talk about your own journey with Two Minutes in Eternity, Dreaming Once, Interpreting Twice, and Growing Eternity Anonymously. Go to growingeternity.org. This is my spiritual disclaimer. I have a personal relationship with Jesus, whom through faith I know to be God's Son. Through him I know God the Father, who has poured out God the Spirit on all flesh. I believe that the Bible is the inspired word of God, is both factually and symbolically true, although some passages at different times have a greater emphasis on either facts or symbols. I believe that our translations, interpretations, and applications of Scripture are imperfect, but through but that through the Spirit we are led into all truth. You do not need to have the same understanding or faith as I do to benefit from or participate in this podcast or the practices discussed. If you are seeking a higher and better power of some sort, we will have some common ground. Please feel free to adapt these podcasts to your own personal journey and perspective. Although I believe God offends the mind to reveal the heart, it is not my personal intention to cause offense to any specific person or group, rather that all people might be offended by the truth, comforted by the Spirit, and transformed as a result. I believe in prayer, but in general I'm trying to avoid enabling a consumer spirituality whereby people would listen to prayer and feel that they themselves acted spiritually. It is the purpose of this podcast to inspire you to daily spend two minutes in eternity with God, dream, interpret your own dreams and the dreams of others, to gather in safe, anonymous, and accountable spiritual communities. To that end, I pray that God the Father would pour out His Spirit of grace and mercy on you, that He would manifest righteousness and justice in your lives, and that He would open your senses to observe Him so that you might know Him forever. I pray specifically that there would be grace to spend time with him and mercy where we fall short. I pray this by the blood and in the name and through relationship with Jesus.